This is an encore edition of the Hour of Intercession. Everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in God's Word in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Verses 1 through 28, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful and blessed gift of eternal life. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you and being a part of your family. Thank you for the opportunity to walk with you in prayer each and every day as we take time to talk with you, to listen to you, and to commune with you through our life and times of prayer. Thank you for the wonderful gift of your word, and thank you for the opportunity for us to read and meditate on your word every day. And thank you for the blessings and the privilege that are our privileges that are ours as we learn to put the weapon of your word to work, the sword of the Spirit. And thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege of being 
vessels through which your spirit can work to spread the gospel, to help others come to know, to come to know Christ, and to help them to grow up and grow strong in their new walk with you. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your family, your kingdom, and your army. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we come to you today, and we come to praise you, to exalt you, to bless you, Father. You're such a kind God to us. You're such a loving Father to us. You're such a a wonderful guide, a good shepherd to us. You're light in this dark world. We praise you, Father. We lift high your name today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Today we're looking at specifically the topic we're looking at, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. Again, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. And you know, the passage we just read a few moments ago, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, specifically looking once again at verses 16 through 22, they tell us these words, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Again, verses 16 to 22, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Well, amongst other things, this passage commands us to rejoice always. And also it tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Keep in mind... These are commands. And one might would quickly ask the question, well, why does God even need to command us to give thanks, praise, glory, and honor? Well, you know, that's actually a good question. The fact is, it should come, it should, thanksgiving and praise should just flow freely from our minds and our hearts in view of how much God blesses us. God literally runs our cup over every day in so many ways. God, in his mercy and grace, has given us eternal life and health and the opportunity to know him, to serve him. He gives us the privilege of being able to talk to him in prayer every day and to be able to talk and commune with him through his word. And he blesses us with uh, strength and so, so many things. So it should, seems like it should be very natural and normal for us to be full of thanksgiving and praise. Yet in our humanness and in our flesh, too often that's just not the case. So as believers, we need to be wise enough to be obedient in, with regards to the, this topic. And so as we're looking at the topic, again, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise, I want to encourage you to write the scriptures down and go back and go over them because every one of them is powerful and has important implications for you and your walk with the Lord. And keep in mind, one if one were to ask, well, Why do we have to talk about it in terms of spiritual warfare and weapons and things like that? Well, certainly, thanksgiving, praise, and worship are are good spiritual habits. They're means of grace. But they're weapons as well. And keep in mind, like it or not, you and I are dealing with serious spiritual warfare every day of our lives. And so there are a number of things God commands us to do are simply ways that as we obey those things, we're putting our spiritual weapons to work. And that is certainly the case when it comes to worship, thanksgiving, and praise. So amongst other things, keep in mind that each of these items, these three items, worship, thanksgiving, and praise, they are weapons. 
And God in his wisdom and in his mercy and his grace commands us to put them to work. So I want you to really pay attention to why it's so important for us to learn to live with an, an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of worship and thanksgiving and praise because it blesses our life, yes, but also it's a way to do battle against the kingdom of darkness as well. So once again, the words, verses 16 to 22, 1 Thessalonians 5, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Those specific verses, verses 16, uh, 16, 17, and 18, they encompass, again, the importance. They, they address the topics of thanksgiving and praise specifically. It's important that we're obedient. What does it mean to rejoice always? It part of, we're, we're being commanded by God to live a lifestyle of rejoicing. Now, our flesh will try to tell us we can't do that. <laughs> but the fact is, we do what we want to do. You, you know, it's helpful to understand that like on a given day, even if the day doesn't seem to be beginning as nice and as, and as enjoyable as you'd like for it to begin, keep in mind you choose your attitude whether you realize that or not. You can decide to be full of joy and to make yourself glad or you can just decide that you're going to be depressed or discouraged or down or grumpy. You can choose your attitude. And the Holy Spirit will help you to choose the right attitude if you simply obey the Word of God. God wouldn't tell you to do something you cannot do. He will tell us to do some th- certain things that we may find it a challenge to do. It may not be easy in some cases, but God will never tell us to do something we cannot do. Many things we can only do as we should in the power of the Holy Spirit, but again, He won't tell us to do things we cannot do. So choosing to rejoice always is a wise thing. To rejoice always is to have the attitude and the perspective of, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for eternal life and health and strength. Hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy and your goodness. That's one of the ways whereby we can rejoice in the Lord. And verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's not saying, uh, obviously, that you thank God for calamity and trouble and difficulty in your life. But you thank him in spite of those things. You learn to thank and praise him for his goodness in spite of the challenges and problems in your life. But live with an attitude of gratitude. That's putting an an important spiritual weapon to work, the the weapon of thanksgiving, having a thankful heart. And keep in mind, the the Bible tells us in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10, it says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Keep in mind rejoicing, praise, thanksgiving, worship. Uh, as I said, our weapons, and as we put them to work, it stirs the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is a fruit of the Spirit. And it ushers the Holy Spirit into your circumstances. It invites the Holy Spirit into your situation, whatever you're facing. So we're wise to obey God when he tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because when the Holy Spirit comes into your circumstances, he brings strength for you with him. He brings joy with him. He brings encouragement with him. He brings many things with him. So living with an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of worship and praise and thanksgiving is a wise way to live. And also you're being obedient. So as a believer, make it your goal. In fact, pray and ask God to fill you afresh every day with the spirit of worship 
thanksgiving and praise. You and I are wise to do that. Father, thank you for every every single person that's a part of our listening family. Thank you for your hand of grace upon us. Fill us all afresh today with the spirit of worship, praise, and thanksgiving, and help us to learn as a lifestyle to walk through the day, giving you thanks, praise, glory, and honor, and being thankful. And help us to be mindful too, Lord, that you never grow tired of hearing your children say thank you. You never grow tired of receiving the praises and the worship of your children. And help us to be mindful, Lord, that you're worthy of all the praise and honor and worship that we can possibly give. So help us, Lord, to live that way more and more faithfully with every passing day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, we'll be looking at a number of different passages in the Word of God. But keep in mind, all of them are good passages to read and meditate on. So, And keep in mind, there are many reasons why living with an attitude of gratitude, worship, and thanksgiving will bless your life, will encourage you. Amongst other things, when you're a genuinely grateful person that will take time to thank God for the blessings you have, rather than focusing on the problems, the difficulties, the things you don't have, when you learn to be a genuinely grateful person, in the truest sense of the word, it it makes you instantly rich. Because keep in mind, all of our life, all the blessings we have in life, they're a gift from God. Things we've neither earned nor deserve, in spite of the fact that sometimes people may think otherwise, we've neither earned nor deserved all the blessings we receive. And so learning to thank and praise God is so, so wise. It helps us to focus on God's goodness, His mercy, His loving kindness, rather than as Satan would like for you to to do in your life, rather than focusing on what you don't have, focusing on what's not going the way you wish it were, focusing on problems and trials and difficulties and storms, it makes all the difference in the world. So again, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we're wise to live, yes, with a rejoicing attitude throughout the day. We're wise to live with a worshiping attitude all day. We're wise to live with an attitude of praise and thanksgiving all day long. So again, we looked at First Thessalonians chapter 5. Again, verses 16 through 22 are kind of the focus of the chapter, but we'll be looking at more on the other side of the break. So again, we're looking today at the topic, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. We'll be right back.
worship with grateful thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio today we're looking at the topic faithfully using the weapons of worship thanksgiving and praise keep in mind in the book of psalms uh, one of the well two of the key themes of the entire book of psalms are worship and the power of god's word and, you know, that it's powerful to even consider that, that the book of Psalms, the longest book in the Bible, 150 diff- divisions of Psalms, and the two of the key themes include worship and the power of God's Word. And so worshiping is much more important than I think any of us grasp. When we praise and worship and give thanks to God, Yes, we can bless the heart of God, and yes, God is listening for our praise and worship. It's important for us to understand that it's not just a nice thing to do. God is pleased, and he appreciates it when we take time to give thanks. And I want to thank, want to encourage those of you that are parents, just think about this. When your children will come to you and say something like, thank you, Dad, for my new shoes, or thank you, Mom, for uh, my new uh, shirt or blouse, or when your children genuinely express gratitude, there's something in the heart of a parent that will want to bless them more. And the fact is, as parents, we appreciate it when our children will come and say thank you, as opposed to, for example, you give them something and you work hard, you know, you sacrifice to get it for them, and they might, if they say thanks, say thanks, Dad or Mom, and never say anything else. Again, something may feel like it's missing because we appreciate it when our children appreciate what we do for them. Well, keep in mind, our Heavenly Father appreciates it much more than we do. When we stop and take time to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for eternal life. Thank you for health. Thank you for blessing me to see another day. Thank you for the sunshine outside. Thank you for the beauty of this day. Thank you for my wife, husband, children, uh, grandchildren, when we thank God for these kinds of things, God appreciates it. And also God notices when we don't say thank you. And the reality is as believers, remember, by the grace of God, God commands us in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Now, again, one might think, well, 
just doesn't feel right. Why should God command us to give him thanks? Well, number one, he deserves all the thanks we can give. But also God knows there's benefit and blessing in expressing our thanks and gratitude to God. And God wants us to receive the benefit and blessings of being a genuinely grateful person. Sometimes a person may say, well, I have a, I have a praise in my heart. Well, if you have a praise in your heart, it should, be, it should be expressed. So don't keep those in your heart because God wants to hear you say, thank you, Lord. I thank you and I praise you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. I worship you, Lord. God wants to hear that praise. Don't let it stay locked up on the inside because God wants it to be expressed. That's so important. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of praise, thanksgiving, and worship. More and more empower us to live a lifestyle of praise, worship, and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Looking in the book of Psalms, Psalm uh, beginning, beginning with Psalm 100. Let's take time to look at that. Psalm 100, beginning at verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Now, again, it's only five verses in Psalm 100, but notice the commands in that psalm. A number of commands. When we read meditate on Scripture, always look for the commands. I'm going to read it one more time. And I want you to notice the things God commands us to do. And my encouragement is make it your goal to do exactly what he says because there's blessing and benefit in doing what God commands us to do. Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Notice how God is commanding us to be thankful and to be a grateful people. And he's commanding us to make a joyful shout to the Lord. God, again, receives our praise. But remember, he wants you to receive the benefit of being one who worships and gives thanks and praise to him as well. So how important it is that we seek to be doers of God's word and not hearers only. How tragic it is that too often uh, people, believers, may read the word but fail to make it their business to deliberately obey, to do what God's Word says. Remember, there's always great benefit to obey the Word of God. Of course, there's blessing and benefit in reading it, but there's greater blessing in reading it than obeying it. God's Word is always meant to be applied. Again, the command, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Well, how do we do that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks, praise, glory, and honor. That's one way to obey the command he's laid out for us. It goes on to say, serve the Lord with gladness. Decide that you're going to be glad. Now, remember, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit that will help you to do that. One of his names is the helper. He helps us obey the word of God. If you decide you're going to be glad, even if the day doesn't look so good or so promising or so encouraging, decide Because God commands it that you're going to obey it. So when he says, serve the Lord with gladness, decide, I'm going to serve God with a glad attitude today. And the Holy Spirit will help you. 
On the other hand, if you just decide, well, I don't feel I, I don't feel encouraged. I don't feel uplifted. I just feel down, so I'm just going to walk feeling down today. Well, you know, you can do that. But what a tragedy, because if you choose to walk in the joy of the Lord, you can. As a believer, you can stir up the joy of the Lord in your heart any moment of the day as you take time to rejoice and give thanks and praise and glory and honor to the Lord. Remember, when you obey God and when you rejoice and worship God, you're, amongst other things, inviting the Holy Spirit into that situation. You're stirring up His activity in your own heart, and your own life. And remember, you're a wise person if you live a lifestyle of thanksgiving and praise because you're habitually inviting the Holy Spirit into your circumstances. And, you know, no one knows and understands that better than God does. God doesn't want us to miss the benefit of a lifestyle of rejoicing and choosing to be glad and and encouraged. Uh, Verse 2 goes on to say, it says, Come before His presence with singing. Singing is a great way also to stir up your joy, singing songs of praise and worship to God. Another great way to stir up the joy of the Lord in your life. That's a good thing for us all to do. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. Think about the fact that God is God. Think about the fact that He's eternal. He's almighty. He's El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Think on who God is, how big and how great He is. That's a wise thing to do. Verse 4, another command, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Just Take time to take inventory of how much God has blessed you. Rehearse things the Lord has done for you. I think of in my own life, I'm grateful to the Lord for eternal life. I was 11 years old when I came to know Christ as my Lord and Savior. So that means my uh, spiritual birth. In the natural, I'm 62 years old, but spiritually, I'm 51 years old. My spiritual birthday is 51 years ago. Well, I'm thankful that God saved me when I was 11 years old and grateful that I still have that salvation to this day. That's another thing to be grateful for. I'm I'm thankful for the privilege of knowing the Lord and being able to serve the Lord. I've had the privilege and honor of uh, preaching for most of the last 46 years. What a blessing and an honor that's been. Again, um, so many things personally I can give thanks for. Father, thank you again for eternal life. Thank you for the privilege of being able to preach your word. I thank you for my wife, Bernie, and all each of our children. Thank you for the opportunity they have to serve you. Thank you for those of them that are in ministry today. And thank you, Lord, for uh, the privilege of being a part of a ministry like the American Family Association. And thank you for the privilege of being able to share your word on air, on radio. Father, you run our cups over in so many ways. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you honor. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the fact that you help, you've you done miraculous things with us in the Pregnancy Care and Hope, the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry. You've blessed us with the full $191,000 you brought in that money, Lord, so that the unit has been fully paid for. And you did that, and you're blessing us with the uh, finances to be the plan to get started this fall. Father, you were running up our cups over in so, so many ways. So we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your love. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Remember, rehearse what God has done for you. And remember this, God doesn't ever get tired of your thanksgiving and praise. He never gets tired of it. And also, not only 
Does it bless the heart and the mind of God when you give thanks, praise, and glory to him? It will always bless you because, again, it ushers the Holy Spirit who comes into your circumstances, and he brings grace with him. He brings blessing with him. He brings joy with him. So thanksgiving and praise stirs up the Holy Spirit, and it invites him afresh into a circumstance. So it's the verse goes on to say, uh, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Commands after command. But remember, wise people will hear them and obey them. How important it is that we keep that in mind. And once again, Nehemiah 8.10 reminds us, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you need more strength today? Do you need more encouragement today? Do you need to be uplifted today? Start giving thanks, praise, and glory, and honor, and worship to the Lord. And it will stir up the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Father, what a gift it is to have the joy of the Lord at work in our lives and the opportunity and the ability to be strengthened in any, in any circumstance as we simply give you thanks, praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, today we're looking at the topic, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. And remember, these are weapons that will do great things in us, through us, and for us as we simply put them to work in our lives. Psalm 103 is another psalm, a powerful psalm, and uh, we're going to just start on it. We might have to finish it on the other side of the break. But Psalm 103 tells us these words. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Verses 1 through 19, Psalm 103. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look, we're looking today at the topic. Faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. We'll be right back.
Music from Mercy Me with all of creation. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. And uh, a sincere encouragement to every single listener is to keep this in mind. When you, as a believer, genuinely walk in thanksgiving, praise, and worship of your Heavenly Father, it really does change everything in your life. Because the fact is, amongst other things, when you give praise and thanks and worship to God for His goodness and grace, many times the Spirit of God will begin to answer your prayers before you ask them. There's something very powerful about these weapons in our lives. Uh, King David is one of the towering figures in all of the Word of God. Old and New Testament, David is a great figure now. Keep in mind, Without question, obviously, he's not as great as Jesus, because Jesus is God. But of all the servants of God in Scripture, David is one of the most towering figures. And I believe one of the reasons why he stands out so much is because, amongst other things, he was a great man of worship, praise, and thanksgiving. Scripture refers to him as a man after God's own heart. Worship and thanksgiving was a big part of his life. In the book of Psalms, David is credited with writing just about half of them, around 73 of them are attributed to David. And so worship, thanksgiving, and praise was an important part of his life, and wise believers will make worship, thanksgiving, and praise an important part of your life as well because this lifestyle of putting this spiritual habit to work ushers the Holy Spirit to work in your life in some powerful and great ways. Again, Giving thanks and praise and glory and honor to God can help push out wrong attitudes, wrong perspectives, ingratitude, bitterness. It can help push all of those things out of your heart and your mind because, again, it allows the Holy Spirit to come in and do some great things. So make it your goal to pray daily that God would fill you afresh with the spirit of worship, praise, and thanksgiving every single day. Picking up Psalm 103 once again, starting once again at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems you from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. The wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, 
who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verses 1 through 22, all of Psalm 103. And now keep in mind, again, Psalm 103, of course, was one of the Psalms uh, written by King David. And as I mentioned, about 73 of them are attributed to King David, him having written them. And what a great servant of the Lord. Not perfect. He made some serious mistakes in his life. But overall, the overall pattern of his life was a life of thanksgiving, praise, and prayer. Great man of God. And one of the important lessons we can learn from King David is live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise, and worship of our Heavenly Father. Father, thank you again for the role model King David is in many ways in his life. And in particular, thank you for the model, the role model he is as a person of worship. You refer to him as a man after your own heart. Lord, anoint us all afresh with the spirit that would help us to be men and women after your own heart, especially when it comes to worship, thanksgiving, praise, empower us more and more to be that person that you want us to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, I don't think I have the ability to overemphasize how important it is that we seek to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, praise, and worship of the Lord. I always like to share about the wonderful example of a great servant of the Lord by the name of uh, Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby was a young lady who uh, had a unique journey, but she was a person of worship, praise, and glory and glorifying and honoring the Lord. God used her mightily. Let me share a little bit about Fanny Crosby. Fanny had many, what many, many challenges in her life that many would consider to be, to have made her life very tough, tragic, and troubled. A doctor's error left her at six weeks of age with lifelong blindness. Her father passed away when she was very young. She was raised by her mother and grandmother. Many in today's world would believe that Frances had lots of reasons to be unhappy, depressed, and without hope. However, in Fanny Crosby's autobiography, she chose to write these amazing words. It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life, and I thank him for the dispensation. In other words, I thank him for the gift of blindness. The doctor who made the mistake later moved away. However, Francis wrote, If I could meet him now, I would say thank you, thank you, over and over again for making me blind. Though many would conclude that living a life with blindness would, would be a sad, disappointing, empty life, Frances considered it to, be, it to be one of her greatest blessings. She considered her blindness to be a gift from God. She said, I could not have written thousands of hymns if I had been hindered by the distractions of seeing all the interesting and beautiful objects that would have been presented to my notice. And by the way, again, keep in mind, she wrote over 8,000 songs in her lifetime. Some of the songs Fanny Crosby wrote include Blessed Assurance, To God Be the Glory, Redeemed, All the Way My Savior Leads Me, and many, many others. She's a great example of one who lived a life with a grateful spirit and with an attitude of gratitude, a great person of worship, praise, and thanksgiving to the Lord. Having this attitude of gratitude caused the Spirit of God to do a work in her life to the point where she, even to this day, long after she's gone home to be with the Lord, 
Her legacy continues to bless the world through the many hymns and songs she wrote. Keep in mind, living with an attitude of gratitude stirs up the Holy Spirit in your life to work in you and through you in some wonderful and encouraging ways. Keep in mind, instead of being uh, upset about the rain, thank God for watering the beautiful world for free. Instead of complaining about not feeling well, thank God that you're still alive. Instead of complaining about a day that doesn't look particularly as pretty as you'd like for it to be, thank God that you woke up to be able to see it. Instead of complaining about having to clean your house, thank the Lord you have a home to live in. Instead of being impatient with family members, thank God for the gift of your loved ones who are part of your family. Instead of complaining about your job, thank God that you have a job and an income. Instead of complaining about the world, thank God for the opportunity to know him, to pray and seek him, and to help change the world to be a better place. Living life with an attitude of gratitude is so important. Father, thank you once again for every one of us as believers in the body of Christ. Father, pour out afresh upon us and upon the body of Christ as a whole the spirit of thanksgiving, praise, glory, and honor. Empower us to be a grateful people, to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving, worship, praise, and glory, glorifying you. Help us to recognize, Lord, that as you told us in your word, the joy of the Lord is our strength and that we can have just tremendous strength working in us and through us as we learn to give you thanks, praise, glory, and honor in the midst of the challenges and the battles of life. Help us to recognize, Lord, that thanksgiving, praise, and worship are powerful tools to help us navigate our lives and the days we go through. And help us to know, Lord, that they're tools that can blow Satan out of the water time and time again as we learn to thank and worship you in spite of the challenges and the storms that we may encounter. Thank you for the truth that you're bigger than the storms. You're bigger than the waves. You're bigger than all the difficulties that may come our way. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, we've been looking today at the topic, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. And my encouragement to you is that you'll take time to go back over the passages that we shared. Again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is one of the passages we looked at. Psalm 100, Psalm 103, those were some of those that we looked at. They're great passages to read and meditate and really, really think on. Well, as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior and to to invite him to give you eternal life. If you want to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that a long time ago, you came to this world, you lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. 
Make me the entire person you want me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, resources that will help you to begin to put down deep roots in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to be in touch with you again. That email is joseph at afr.net. We do hope to hear from you. Again, today we've been looking at the topic, faithfully using the weapons of worship, thanksgiving, and praise. Uh, It's our hope and trust that you will put to work the truths we've shared today and seek to be a person whose life is full of worship, praise, and thanksgiving and who walks in the power of the Holy Spirit in that way. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.